When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The fourth and final hour of this Monday edition of Bernie and Sid uh, in the morning. Of course, Dr. Mark Siegel, you know him from Fox News. He's on all the time. He's on uh, John Katzman TD show quite a bit. He's a great doctor, but his best work is right here. I'm convinced on the Bernie and Sid show. He's also a diehard Knickerbocker fan and now a friend of the family. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to the great Dr. Mark Siegel. Siegs, good morning. How are you, pal? You might as well take, uh, Sid, my uh, Nick fan off of there because I still like the beer and I still like the hot dogs. But, I mean, this, they pick up this guy Cam Reddish. They don't even play him. I mean, the, the play, the, they're falling apart. We might as well talk about the Cincinnati Bengals instead. Head, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, we agree. They beat the Lakers in the first half on Saturday night. They did in the first half, yes. The first half, that counts for a lot. (laughs) No, listen, they're a 12 seed right now. It's been a very disappointing season. We're with you. I like the Bengals to win on Sunday, too. But i got to tell you a story, Mark. So you've gotten to know my family very well, my beautiful wife, Danielle, and my my children, Ava and Gabriel. So Danielle comes up to me on Saturday morning, and she goes, we got to buy a stock. I go, come on with the stock thing. She works at the, this lawyer and she's buying stock. I don't play the market. She goes, we got to buy this one. It's 90 bucks. It's a lot of money. We got to buy it. It's called Novavax. I said, oh, Novavax. I said, you're not going to believe this. But Dr. Mark Siegel texted me literally, literally five minutes ago. So I showed Danielle the text. And you have number one Novavax vaccine coming. And she said, you see, I told you. This is the stock to buy. So I guess she's right, right? I already thought she was brilliant, which she gets from her mother, by the way. But she's absolutely right about this Novavax, and I'll tell you why. Because what's happened is they've taken, they've, they've come out with a vaccine, and this has been in the works for a while. There was a lot of production issues and delays that there shouldn't have been, but the FDA, as usual, is, as usual, is sitting on this. And they better approve it pretty quick because it's the same type of technology that we use for the shingle shot, which we've had out since 2017, and it is a beauty. And you know what they do? They take the protein and they they grow it in insect cells, in moth cells. And then they put a chemical in with it that really makes it stronger. And you know what? It skips the step that makes everybody nervous about the mRNA vaccine. And guys, it shouldn't make anybody nervous, okay? It never should have made anyone nervous. The mRNA vaccines are great, but they message your cells, some of your cells, to make the protein of the virus. This sucker gives you the protein of the virus. It doesn't tell you to make it. And that change and the fact that it's been around for years now on the shingle shot is going to make more and more people take it. I agree with your daughter. I I mean, I'm not in the stock market for obvious reasons. You guys could play the market. I can't because I'm here talking (laughs) about the thing. Right. But, you know, I wouldn't be against that idea. (laughs) <laughs> Novavax. Let me write that down right now. $89 a share. That was actually not my daughter, Ava. It was Danielle's idea, my wife, Dr. Mark. But oh. Either way, uh, yeah, she's all over it, and uh, I guess she was right. So I'll tell her you said she was right. Burn? Hey, Dr. Siegel. Hey, you Danielle, do- for sure. I already knew Danielle was smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that. Uh, Bernie, listen. welcome back, Bernie. Bernie, I'm so glad you're you're doing well and you're here. So I appreciate hello. that, Dr. Siegel. Really, I do. Hey, listen, you just wrote a column speaking of what, appreciating things. 
You said you wrote a column for USA Today saying the end of the pandemic is on the horizon. Why do you say that? Well, it's it, it, you know it, it's taking something for granted, which I hope is true, that we don't let the Dems continue to hyperventilate over this thing. I mean, it looks like their signals are all crossed, but their approval ratings are in the toilet, so they may jump off of it. So also, the numbers of are decreasing dramatically in New York, and that's where the media capital is. So the media tends to hyperventilate less when it's when in their own town they're not catching it. And in the, in the United States at, as a whole, it's down 60 percent the number of cases over the last couple of weeks. So it's dropping. And also, we ha- with the tools that I've been talking about are starting to come out. We're seeing a lot more of that Paxlovid pill that, that looks really good. You know, we just talked about a new vaccine. And, and the, the main thing we can do now is to protect people who are most at risk, which is called cocooning. And not with, I think the public is on to all of this masking stuff. The mandates oh. are political tools. They're political weapons. And guess what politicians do if political weapons aren't working? They, they shift to other weapons. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, although you say that, and again, I, uh, in the 7 o'clock hour this morning, Dr. Mark, I was talking to Bernie and the listeners, of course, about my Saturday with my wife. And we went to Columbus Circle Shops, and I got yelled at. I mean yelled at on an escalator by some lady and the security guard for not wearing a mask. We then went to West Elm Furniture, where the guy actually, uh, with a walkie-talkie, told the guy upstairs, watch out for this guy. He's not going to wear a mask, which ended up with Danielle screaming in his face. In a matter of 30 minutes on Saturday at two or three different places, uh, getting yelled at about wearing masks. So you say the, the, the public is coming on to it, maybe in most places, but not here in New York City. They are still like sheep walking around with masks on outside where you can't catch the virus. Yeah, and also they're wearing them over their chin. I told you that it's emblems. It says Democrat on it or or fool. <laughs> I mean, by the way, I, I, I do think masks still have a use. I, the CDC came out with data that if you're in a really crowded place, that even a surgical mask has some help if there's a lot of COVID around. But, you know, you have to look at what your own situation is. Are you boosted? Did you have COVID before? We're not even counting that in the United States. I talked on TV yesterday about a dear friend of mine who's going to Israel, and I checked his answer antibodies. He's got them through the roof from having had COVID. Israel's letting them in. Here, they ignore that. So natural immunity counts. Masks are useful, but not to be bludgeoned with. And the vaccine, if we focused more on the vaccine, instead, you know what the administration has gotten the most wrong? A, they don't have the tools, right? So everything is scarce, so you don't believe a word they say. And B, everything is mandated across the board. If they just focused on the value of the vaccine alone, maybe their message would be heard. And, and, you know, Dr. Siegel, Dr. Mark Siegel on the Bernie and Sid show, you had this study come out from Johns Hopkins University, which basically said that everything we did, the lockdowns, the masks, everything we did, uh, uh, suffocating kids, was a mistake. It, it, it didn't help whatsoever. I mean, when does the reckoning come to, come to bear? When, when does Dr. Fauci go on trial? I mean, what, and then people ignored this report, by the way. It, uh, we didn't ignore it. it. It didn't save lives to lock us down. In fact, we don't even know what the toll is going to be in terms of suicides and depression and delayed cancer screenings and heart disease and all this stuff. That's part of the reckoning. That's part of what uh, two years ago I was calling collateral damage of, of these lockdown strategies. And you know what the biggest thing of all that was disturbing is that the lockdown strategies came from ancient history. This is what we did for the plague, and it's what we did in the 1918 flu. And those were viruses uh, well the plague was a bacteria but the, the the flu virus in 1918 
was not nearly as contagious as this. So you could lock down all you want. And, you know, Bernie, we had a study out of New York in the spring of 2020, which showed that 70 percent of the spread that was going on was going on within households. And one percent was in the subway. I'm not saying that I that I embraced that subway poll, by the way. That's got all <laughs> kinds of cooties on it. But it yeah. didn't have much COVID on it. No, no, I know. It sounds crazy. And then, of course, so they would send the kids back to the house where they can actually kill grandma and grandpa yep. instead of at school when nobody was getting sick. It does bring up this question, though. You say the, pan- true. The, the pandemic is almost over, and uh, that's good news. We started with the initial one, then we had the Delta one, which I actually ended up getting, and I was very sick for a couple of days. And then, of course, we just had the Omicron. Uh, how can you guarantee me, Dr. Mark Siegel, that the Democrats, in an attempt to just uh, do something crazy in an effort to do uh, win something in 2022 or 24, don't come up with something else a couple of weeks down the road and, and, and bring out a brand new one, even though the numbers won't dictate that? How do I know that? That may actually happen, and it, it's it's humorous the way you described it, like almost that it's manufactured in the Democrat lab. Well, it is. But I, but I, mean, I, hate, I, I, I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but it is. <laughs> but I think I think the I think the answer to that is that again, people are going to take this Novavax vaccine. Danielle is going to make a lot of money, and a lot of the world has already got a partial immunity. That's a word that nobody's using. In other words, if you've had COVID before, especially if, if you've had Omicron, and by the way, four times the number of people are getting this than you know about. I mean, they're telling you 500,000 cases a day. It's actually 2 million. So a lot of the population is getting Omicron. They get an immunity to it that's going to protect them at least partially against anything the Democrats make in a lab. So, so Dr. Mark Siegel, we know what the government, the CDC, Dr. Fauci, you know, our institutions all got wrong. We know. We know it all. The lockdowns, the masks, and, uh, you know, this is a a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Not true. Uh, My question to you is this. You're an astute observer of the scene. Uh, This guy, Joe Rogan, they're talking about him a lot. Apparently, they started talking about him after he had Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone on, who espoused certain things. Uh, Can you give us some insight into what type of information these guys were allegedly espousing? Uh, Because... For the life of me, I can't see. I can't. I can't decipher what it is. Bertie, you may not agree with my take on this, but let me let me throw it at you. I think, I think that Joe Rogan is in a position where free speech reigns. I mean, he can do what he wants, and and he can put on whatever guest he wants, and I don't think anybody should go after that or censor him or anything like that. I think that the issue was was twofold about these two guests. One is the drug Ivermectin, which I'm going to talk about in a second. And the other is that they're not wild about the mRNA vaccines, which I disagree with them on. I think these vaccines are two years old and they're still useful if you get boosted. I think they work. And I think we're going to have even better vaccines coming. We talked about Novavax. There's others you're going to be able to inhale and block the thing. And that's coming down the pike in a year. So I think they're off base on the vaccines. On Ivermectin, nobody ever talks about the science of it. It's that zinc works as an antiviral, and ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, those drugs help it get into your cells. I think we have better treatments now. I think that's the real thing. I think Paxlovid is much, much better. But it doesn't mean that there wasn't a strategy with that. I think what got Neil Young and Joni Mitchell going on this, and this is a really untold story, is that they both had polio. And because they had polio as a kid, and she had a really bad post-polio syndrome in the 90s, which derailed their career, they are so pro-vaccine that they they were allergic to any rhetoric they thought was anti-vaccine. But listen, 
I have a question for you guys. They didn't say censor Rogan. They just said we're pulling our music off off of here. Right. Aren't they allowed to do that? Yeah, well, they, they they said either him or us. They gave they gave Spotify well, but, but, an ultimatum. But, but the answer is yes, they can do that. So Neil Young pulled his music, and Nils Lopper pulled his music, and and so what? Uh, yeah, that's what that. I think. So right. big, so what? Yeah, if they, if, yeah, as long as Rogan's still on there, I don't right. think it's uh, censorship. Would be you know like nobody right? It, I I would be totally against them ever getting Rogan off of there. But they have a right to withdraw themselves. Right. Was that the right thing? No, probably not. No, but but I think it. it it came from a pro-vaccine. But, but they did ask to a censor. They said, take him off or else we're going to take ours off. They, they, they did give it. It was an either-or proposition. Right, but they didn't yeah. take him off. They didn't take it. But the, no, uh, to Spotify's credit, being, right, to Spotify's right. credit, they right. said, okay, you go. Right. We're keeping him. So, uh, and I'm you, agreeing with that. I'm agreeing with this decision Spotify made. Me too. Yeah, I uh, wouldn't have been happy if they had taken Rogan off because these guys did an either-or. I'm okay that their music, they're entitled to pull their own music off. If they Look, if you don't like somebody eating at a restaurant, you don't have to eat there, right? Agreed. Let them eat somewhere else. So you did say moments ago on the way out here that you're not completely against the mask and you do think in certain spots that the masks make sense. If I am putting together, and I'm not, by the way, it's only going to be two of us, but if I am putting together a Super Bowl party for the Rams and Bengals this Sunday, and I've got 25 people coming over. Now, I haven't checked them all for vaccines. I haven't checked them for antibodies. I just know i got 20 or 25 people coming Sunday for a Super Bowl party. Would you advise those people to wear masks? Because if you would, I wouldn't go. No, I think it's – listen, here's, the first thing I want to say is you having recently had COVID, you know, you're safe. And no one's even talking about that. I mean, if you, if you just had Omicron, you're not going to get it and spread it. You just had it. And if, I think if, if you have a pretty good idea that the people coming to the party are either vaccinated or maybe they did a rapid test, I think you're fine with that. I, think, I, I don't think you, you have to be wearing a mask in the middle of a party, you know, when you're trying to have a beer. It's just – and by the way, speaking of hypocrisy, have you – noticed, and I think I've said it on the show before, you can walk into a restaurant, you've got to be mummified with a mask, right. but then you could sit there for hours coughing, screaming, shouting, drinking, eating. As long as you're at a table, right. the, there's no need for a mask. Makes no sense. I mean, right. No right. sense at all. No, so, yeah, so have your Super Bowl party. Just ask people. You know, I would ask the question. You know, I, my preference, have you been recently tested? Have you, have you, did, you did you have the, the, the vaccine or the booster? That's that, I, I like that. It makes me more comfortable. I don't think wearing masks at Super Bowl parties are going to work. Hey, Doc, that was a great conversation. Dr. Mark Siegel, you are fantastic, my brother. We love having you on. Again, interesting. You're so informative. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, Dr. Mark Siegel, and uh, look forward to the next time. I love you guys. And, Bertie, I'm so glad you're back, and, and great to be on with you. Have a great day. All right. Thank you.